Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text is the epistle lesson read to you a few moments ago from 2 Timothy chapter 2. This text is a call to faithfulness. And you know, that's not a very fashionable word these days. From what we see in the media and in the world around us, it would seem that it's more in to be un, to be unfaithful. And yet, every civilized society depends upon faithfulness. There can be no marriages, no families, unless people are faithful to one another. There can be no government unless citizens and leaders are faithful to one another. There can be no business, no commerce, unless employers and employees and businesses and their customers are all faithful to one another. We expect and we depend upon faithfulness from others and they in turn expect and need it from us. And yet it seems today that people are asking... Just how faithful is faithful? How faithful must I be? Well, if your water heater greeted you with a cold shower, just a couple of mornings every month, would you consider it faithful? If your cable and internet were down at home just 10% of the time, would you call that faithful service? If your car decides it's not going to start one, one day a, a, a week, would you do something about it? If your boss decided that he was only going to pay you 25 out of 26 sermon, uh, uh, paychecks this year, would you do something about that? Would you be upset? No, isn't it clear that faithful means faithful? Why is it then that some people think that it can be different in their relationship with God? They fully expect God to be faithful to them, to keep all of his promises, to bless them, to answer their prayers, to forgive their sins, to save them. And yet they in turn can't understand that God would also expect them to be faithful to him. The Old Testament tells the sad story, the history of Israel, God's faithfulness to his people and their unfaithfulness to him. God delivered them from slavery in the land of Egypt, and they complained that he had led them out into the desert to die. God promised and gave them a land flowing with milk and honey, and they responded by worshiping the idols of their Canaanite neighbors. God sent prophets to accuse them of adultery, spiritual adultery, to call them to repent, to give them a second chance. And yet, they refused, and they abused the prophets. But before we're too critical of them, maybe we ought to ask, just how faithful have we been? You know God's promises, and you do expect God to keep them. You expect him to hear your prayer. You expect him to give you each day your daily bread. You expect him to forgive you all your sins. You expect him to to deliver you from all evil and to throw open the gates of heaven for you. 
But how faithful are you in doing your Christian duty and simply thanking him? In today's gospel, we heard that sad story of only one out of ten lepers returned to say thank you to Jesus for healing them. How faithful are you in thanking him, in praising him, in serving him, in obeying him? Are you guilty of spiritual adultery? Have you been unfaithful to God? Well, St. Paul wrote these words from a Roman prison. He was being treated like a criminal for preaching the gospel, for simply being faithful to his calling as an apostle and faithful to his Lord Jesus Christ. Most of his friends had already proven how unfaithful they were. They had abandoned him there to suffer alone. He was writing to a young pastor, Timothy, who was also struggling He'd been sent to Ephesus to establish the church. Before he arrived, he found that some people had already been unfaithful. Some had already fallen from the faith. Others were teaching false doctrines. Timothy was running into all kinds of opposition because he was faithfully proclaiming God's word to people who didn't want to hear it. For Paul, for Timothy... And for all Christians, including us, there's always this temptation to cheat on our Lord just a little bit. To avoid any embarrassment or opposition. To spare ourselves a little cost, a little suffering, a little persecution. Oh, we Lutherans love to sing with Martin Luther. Were they to take our house Goods, honor, child, or spouse, though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day. The kingdom's ours forever. We sing it, but do we really mean it? Honestly, have you ever sacrificed anything for the sake of the gospel? Has anyone ever accused you of being too faithful? Too Christian? Have they told you that you worship too much? You read the Bible too much? You give too much? You spend too much time at church? There may be some in our congregation who do that, but are you really one of them? How faithful have you been? How faithful is faithful? St. Paul's words to us are so basic and so simple. He says, remember Jesus Christ. It seems silly to have to say it within the church. Remember Jesus Christ. How can any Christian possibly forget him? But if Timothy needed this kind of reminder, this kind of encouragement, then maybe we do too. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. That's the central teaching of Christianity. Jesus has conquered death and the grave. Remember what that means to you? Jesus lives, and because Jesus lives, you live also. 
Jesus lives, and he promised that he will be with you always through all the suffering and all the embarrassment that you'll ever have to endure. Jesus lives, and he has promised to give you all the power, all the strength that you need in all those times of testing and temptation. Remember Jesus Christ, offspring of David. God made this promise to David that one of his descendants would sit on a throne and rule forever. And God was faithful. He sent his only son. Jesus was a descendant of King David according to the flesh. And so Jesus understands. He understands your temptations and your distractions and your weaknesses and your failures. Because Jesus faced humiliation and hostility and alienation and persecution, he paid the ultimate price. He died on a cross for you. Now this Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And he rules over all things for the sake of his church. He rules over all things for your good. Remember Jesus Christ. This is my gospel, Paul proclaimed. It is that personal. It's not only what Paul preached. It's what he believed. It's what he lived. It's what kept him going through all of the sufferings and setbacks. Though he was chained like a criminal, you can almost hear Paul shouting this bold statement, but the word of God, the word of God is never bound. No chains, no guards, no Roman prisons could ever contain the gospel. Paul had to proclaim that good news to the whole world. Remember Jesus Christ. That's your gospel. That's your life story. It's what you believe, what you depend upon. You need to remember every day how faithful God has been to you. And take it to heart. Jesus died for you. He arose again for you. He promised he will be with you always, even to the end of the age. That sounds so, so basic, so simple, so silly to have to say it again and again. And yet it's so vital. Paul's words ring in our hearts and in our lives today. Remember Jesus Christ. There is faithfulness. In the second part of the text, Paul goes on to, to quote a song, a hymn that the early Christians loved to sing. He says, the saying is trustworthy. The saying is faithful. This is a, a celebration of God's faithfulness. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. Died with Jesus? St. Paul said, don't you know? That all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. 
You were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ is risen from the dead, you too might walk in newness of life. You're baptized. You died with Jesus. There is now nothing more that this world could ever possibly do to you. You might be ridiculed. You might face opposition at times. You may have to suffer, but through it all, you can be faithful because Jesus has been faithful to you. The second line of the hymn says, if we endure. In other words, if we remain faithful through all this suffering, we will also reign with him. Reigning with Jesus? In the book of Revelation, Jesus told the Christians in Myrna who, were, Smyrna who were facing all kinds of opposition, don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Jesus promised, be faithful, and you will reign with him in glory. The next line is a warning. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Remember, Jesus once told his disciples, whoever de denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. Denying Jesus? We'd never do such a thing, would we? But if we adore him today and ignore him the rest of the week? If we worship him with our lips today, but our hearts really belong to another, if we pledge our love and our faithfulness today, but deny him the rest of the week with ungodly lives, yes, we've denied our Lord. Listen again to the last line of the hymn. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Is that a threat? Or is that a promise? And of course, the answer is yes. If you are unfaithful, Jesus will remain faithful to his word. He said, whoever does not believe, whoever is not faithful, will be condemned. You see, unfaithfulness does have eternal consequences. But Paul and the early Christians loved to sing this hymn as a word of promise. If we're faithless, if we've been unfaithful, if we've denied our Lord Jesus, but returned to him this morning with pure hearts, seeking his forgiveness, seeking his righteousness, he will be faithful to all of his promises. He will forgive us all our sins. He will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He said, whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. He promised Whoever believes, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. A wonderful promise to which he's faithful. 
So Paul says, remember Jesus Christ and his faithfulness to you. And from him, learn to be faithful. Faithful in your marriage. Faithful in your family. Faithful in your friendships. Faithful in your business and in the community. Faithful here in the church. Learn to be faithful to your Lord. Faithful to his word. Faithful in your calling as a Christian. For Jesus has promised that he will always, always, always be faithful to you. His faithfulness is faithful. So Paul says, remember Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now we can